Hello, we're back. I'm Alex Coons, the owner of Hot Tongue Pizza, which I sit here today, and I am also your host of Pie to Pie. Here we are, season three. I'm very excited about this this season. We started off with Jason Winters of Speak Cheesy, located in Long Beach, California. Jason is no stranger to a kitchen. He has been chefing around and banging pots and pans since he was 15 years old. He had a dream of selling pizzas out of the back of his car, which uh, in 2012 started cooking up some of the first sourdough pizzas in California out of a pizza trailer. This pizza trailer turned into multiple pizza, mobile pizza operations and into a brick and mortar. I learned a ton from Jason about how he runs his catering operation. I know you're gonna enjoy this conversation. People of the internet, please enjoy Jason Winters, Speak Cheesy. We're out here in Long Beach. We're at Speak Cheesy. We're enjoying some delicatessens. Where did we get these from? Mm. Let's give them a shout out. Uh, Della Nona, or Nona Mercado. Nona Mercado. And we got the instigator from Coffee Drunk. Yes. And I'm here at Speak Cheesy mm -hmm. with Jason Winters. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to ask you some questions. You ready mm -hmm. to go? Nervous about the questions, but yeah, oh, I'm ready to go. There's nothing to be nervous about. There's been no research. This is all hot off the tongue. Hot off the tongue. Nice. I like the, the wording there. All right. Uh, what attracted you to pizza and who ultimately taught you how to make it? Attracted me to pizza. So I worked in really fancy restaurants the majority of my career. I started cooking out when I was 15. Spent many years in restaurants, and um, I had this wild idea one day to tow around a wood-burning oven behind my car. It didn't really exist. There was none of them around. I carried that vision for like eight years. I told everyone, you know, where I worked that one day I was going to tow around an oven and make pizza out of the back of my car, and I had the opportunity to... Um, to finally do that, I think um, the lure for me of making pizza was, in the beginning was towing this oven around my car and making it. It was more of like the ingenuity, um, you know, no investors, 100% owner of your own thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, and pizza's generational. It's not going anywhere. It's uh, it's here to stay. Uh, pizzerias are open for 50 years, 60 years, 30 years, 20 years. Restaurants aren't. So... It's kind of a very clear decision that that's kind of what I wanted to do and how I was going to start my own business. Thanks. I never even thought about the uh, the lifeline uh -huh. of most pizzerias. Yeah, much much better than a regular restaurant. It is. It is. Uh, are you from Long Beach? No, I graduated from Orange High School. Okay, ninety seven, and moved to Vegas. Came back, got transferred to Long Beach when I was the chef of Lopra. Uh, many years ago, and that's how I got introduced to Long Beach. Okay, and so what? You just did you just buy a trailer? How did the whole thing start? Because you got you've been making sourdough pie mm -hmm. since 2012. E this is what I this is what I read on the internet. Yes. Okay. So, but you started as Urban Pie. Yes. Then you, it became Speak Cheesy, During and the then pandemic, then yeah. you got a brick and mortar yeah. that we're sitting in right now. Mm -hmm. So, can you take me through that timeline? Sure. Um, yeah, 2012, I found out that there was a wood-burning oven producer in Northern California, Muaini. Yeah. I called Muaini, got a quote. Uh, Dean Kim from OC Baking Company 
was kind of pushing me to do my own thing. He was definitely a mentor that, you know, helped me kind of make that leap. Um, got a quote. They put me in contact with some loan sharks. It was a really shitty deal. Like you owe in a year and a half, 70,000. Otherwise we take your oven from you. Um, you cut your legs off. Yeah. And cut your legs <laughs> off basically. I uh, had some patrons that followed me around for like seven years to different restaurants and some guys that would come in sit at my chef's counters. I talked to them one day and I said, hey, I found the seven. They said, don't sign anything. Come into our office. This was like a Thursday. I went in their office on Monday, two pieces of paper stapled together, my little business plan um, and with an in to Coachella. I already had an in to get into Coachella and to do Coachella without a company yet. And um, inside the grounds, inside the grounds. Yeah. Main terrace. And then uh, he's Chris stopped me. He said, how much you need? I said 60,000. He opened up his personal checkbook, wrote me a check for 60,000, handed it to me and said, pay me back. Just pay me back. Yeah. Like no terms, no nothing like, Mm -hmm. Hey, just give me back, dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. So do you ever hope to return the favor to somebody like that? I do. I do. That's, I do. Because that's a pretty badass thing to do. It really is. Yeah, it, it definitely, I, I definitely try and teach and mentor um, how to start your own business. You know, you have Uni, you have Gosney, you can start it out of your garage, you know. Do you think the reason that somebody just wrote you a $60,000 check, though, is because of the prior work that you had done, the person that you were, your character, and then obviously they knew you were going to pay them back? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah takes time to build those relationships. Yeah. I think the big learning thing here is like, I think everything, I think everybody, when we're young, we want things right away, you know, and we're, we get really anxious when we don't get them. But if you just kind of stay, stick to the path, you know, things will come. You just have to be patient. Yeah. So. So urban pie, mm-hmm. when do we make the switch to how, well, first of all, how long did it take to, Pay back that 60, 60K. Took. Like, I'm still paying it back. No. $13,000. No, it's paid off. Um, it took me about like six or seven years. Okay. I, I, they let me make small payments. That's beautiful. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, there's been a lot of moments like that. Uh, I think with uh, the conversion into Speak Cheesy, it was just the dire circumstances that we were in, you know, create something beautiful and and it was kind of a lightning in the bottle moment for us when it just things just kind of happened naturally you know um we were making pizza it was me and my sous chef gage um we had a big event for octavia spencer nobody wanted to work um we par-baked the pizzas in the morning out of the wood-burning oven like a bakery and then we brought out the oven we did it we're like wow we started getting the gosney ovens and we had vans because we catered, so we would throw the ovens in the vans, and we would go off with this new method. Um, a wood-burning oven trailer usually usually requires you to... Uh, we can stop. Go around. Or, yeah, Are you tell them to go around? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, wood-burning oven catering usually requires a couple people, you know, to tow in the oven and, you know, to put it in place, and the hours are longer with the van one guy. So we really learned how to do these small, what we called micro parties at the time. We would do these parties of eight, 10, 12, 15, 20. During the pandemic, um, I was doing a drive-in movie theater one night. It was really windy. I had to turn everyone away. I grabbed the oven. I yeah. put it in the van. I 
close the doors a little, set up my tables. And the next time I came out, I'm like, F this, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking the oven out of the van anymore. I'm too old for this crap. So I left the oven in the van. Next thing you know, we had a Metro rack. We had a piping bag with cement, some hardy backer board, jigsaw. We're cutting a hole. We're putting burnt plywood onto the Metro rack. We put the oven behind. We're like, you open the doors. There's a little ledge. There's a cabinet for storing pizzas. We spent like three or four days building it out. And that's when Speak Cheesy was born. It was a black unmarked van that we essentially rode around undetected and called Speak Cheesy. I remember it, like hearing about hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this van? Like, is it a Sprinter? What, what kind of van now is it? Now we have a Dodge Ram. Yeah, Master, it's yeah. like this dude's like cooking. Like, look at this setup. Like, mm-hmm. how did you? We got to show a picture, or you should go check it out. Mm-hmm. Look at the back of this van. How did you decide that? Like all that stuff you just explained, which mm-hmm. could have been Korean to me. Uh, how did you decide to, like, come up with that vision behind, like? All those things that open up, where you put the Gosneys, like, how, who, how'd you design it all? Um, uh, I just wanted to be accessible. Played a lot of guitar during the pandemic. I built, like, a music studio in my garage, and I was watching a John Mayer uh, video yeah. one day, and he was just talking about, you know, instead of going mainstream, he wanted to be accessible. He just wanted, he wanted to be listenable, and I, you know, we were so like $3,000 minimum to get us. And I always wanted to figure out a different way. And I think the build out of the van was essentially that. It was like, how can we just drive anywhere we want? Uh, We can stop on Hollywood Boulevard, open the doors, make pizza within two minutes with a megaphone and drive away. And, you know, you're going around doing deliveries. You're at kid's first birthday party. Then you end up at a Scientology pod and then you're on a hill in Malibu with a bunch of Israelis and Joe Rogan's DMT dealers there and they're handing you mushroom peanut butter and you know I mean like you never know where you're freaking gonna go with this van and this pizza you know it was it was a lot of fun yeah if that doesn't make you want to go out and buy a van and right. put a couple yeah. ovens yeah. <laughs> van life was cool yeah, during that's the pandemic a, yeah. right too yeah. everyone was buying vans yeah. and vans were kind of cool yeah no they're I mean, the, the, the setup and the, like, I've looked at it. It looks like it's changed a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, but it's also really nice. That idea of just putting Gosney's back there or some Uni's back there mm-hmm. instead of like buying a full blown fucking huge ass food truck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do all private. So yeah. Did you base that design on, on anything you had seen before or like, or do you have a background in like woodwork or anything or, uh, my family does yeah. actually, my whole family is, um, carpenters and woodworkers and carvers and guitar makers and they're all work with their hands. So I think, uh, I think, uh, being confident in like building something yeah. was, was, uh, definitely you felt good about yeah, it. Yeah. Felt good about it. Yeah. So do you uh, recommend every pizza shop take full advantage of some kind of catering program for their business if they have a brick and mortar? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that the way that we do things now, um, you know, it'd suck to have a bunch of competition out there doing it one day. But, um, you know, I think that the method that we have and how we do it makes it really easy. You know, the lunch guys are you know, baking pizzas for, you know, the party of a hundred at night that you're sending two guys to, it just, it makes sense. So it it really isn't that difficult. And, 
they, they, we should explore that option. You know, it's a new way to deliver. You're delivering a pizza party. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because like the pandemic and obviously you were doing this prior to the pandemic, mm -hmm. but a lot of these things are kind of like working themselves out backwards where like people were way more mobile than they were ever and accessible in that way than like having a brick and mortar that doesn't move. People mm -hmm. have to come to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, having that option of a catering business where you can go wherever the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, you have a fleet now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go. I mean, we'll go all the way to, you know, South Orange County, all the way up to North L.A. County. Um, we've been up to Paso Robles. Uh, Amazon wants us to go out to Vegas for 24,000 people. Holy shit. See, now, how do you... How do you cater a 24,000, like, how, which, what's the biggest, what's the biggest, well, that's a lot of fucking we bake pizza. A we're going to bake a thousand pizzas in about 12 hours. Um, they're going to get loaded onto a Vesta produce truck yeah. um, that they're going to leave right from there to Vegas. And we jump on a plane, fly to Vegas. There's 10 Gosneys there waiting for us. Um, we're flying in some guys from New York too, some friends. They're paying to fly everyone out. And then we're going to make a thousand pizzas in two and a half hours with 10 guys. It's that easy. So, <laughs> yeah, but okay. So it sounds easy, uh -huh, right? right. The, I think the hard part is like us baking them here for like 12 hours. Well, I, th I think the hard part mm -hmm. is you, you have the, the capacity to visualize it all. Yeah. So like, nah, it's like not that hard. Really? Like we're going to, all the hard work's going to be that 12 hours of baking the pizzas, but I think really it's the logistics of putting everything together. You know, we're going to load it on this. I mean, you yeah. say it so casually, but it's, yeah, you tell me it sounds, next week you have a party for 500 people and you want appetizers, salads, and you want, you know, 25 servers and this or that. And it's two hours away. Yeah. No I mean, it's, you got a vision for it though. It's see, we know, we know we're comfortable with yeah. it now. Right. We have our staffing company. We call them up. We book our 20 servers. We, this, we know the logistics of it and we trust the process we've been doing it like we, forever. Yeah, we know how to go out and just seamless the events, just make them execute at a really high level. We have very little complaints ever and yeah. everyone's happy and and we're able to do it at a really high level like that. So it's, it's nice. Yeah, because I think I imagine just eliminating any kind of like variable in those situations is the hardest thing. Yeah. Just making sure that it's consistent every time. Mm-hmm. Who you got flying out from New York to help you? Any, any uh, uh, Happy Bowl Pizza. Okay. Um, uh, OG Papa Fern. Ooh, okay. I follow. I follow and, the OG. Uh, probably Ryan from Sanctuary Pizza. Up in yeah, Northern California. hell yeah. I have not met Ryan face to face, but I love. I love what he does and talking to him on Instagram. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man. He's uh, he's done a really good job at just becoming friends and. Uh, building relationships with people. He's just such a likable guy. Yeah. You'll love him. We went on a trip. We went on a, a, a trip together. We got an Airbnb in New York for a week. Oh, nice. And yeah. did like just fucking. And those guys picked us up and drove us all around. Do took pizza, us to all the pizza spots. Pizza pilgrimage. The old school spots in the Bronx and the new spots. And Dude, what's your favorite? What's your favorite spot out there? Linda's tree. Yeah. Okay. I love their little dough room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it's just, we went there every day for lunch, grabbed a couple slices and then went out. And every day we came back to Linda's tree. It was just, I try to make my pizza in the shop as close as I can to that yeah. experience now, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. So did you sell all of your pizza trailers? 
So you don't have those anymore. Mm. Those, those are a headache. F those. Okay. Yeah. For saying fuck yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, if you're 30, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reason you decided to go with a pizza master in here? I think I already know because you've talked about it, but instead of like a wood fire or a dome. Um, I wanted the multi-deck oven. I wanted, um, I, I didn't want to have to store pallets of wood that c- contains you know, sometimes insects and termites and rats and other things yeah. in the wood, you know, um, uh, just a less carbon footprint, uh, is huge. Um, I wanted to be able to build a concept that could go anywhere, whether there's a gas oven or an electric oven, you know, you can, you can plug in an electric oven anywhere. The build outs are a lot easier to, you know, plug in an electric oven than to do a type two, you know, with gas and fire. But really I was, when it came to high heat cooking, the wood burning oven doesn't really create flavor. I think you're kind of shunned for doming the pizza up in the smoke. It gives kind of a burnt carbon flavor. You don't really want that anyway. It does, you don't really taste the wood. It's your, it's in there for a minute. Um, there is no smoke in a wood burning oven. There's smoke in the beginning when you light a wood burning oven, but yeah. as the as the oven ignites, the smoke billows to the top and it almost becomes non-existent. So it's all about that high heat really at the end of the day. Yeah. When I heard the pizza masters get up to 930 degrees, we took some dough out to the Edison facility mm-hmm. and we cooked some pies over there and I had the same effect that I did as a wood burning oven. Did you cook them with Drew? I cooked them with Drew. Yeah. Good old Drew. Hell yeah. How's your electric bill? <laughs> because because there, I have a pizza yeah, master too, know, right? and we yeah. cook, we cook at oh six fifty. But he basically told me like if you're cooking over seven hundred fifty mm-hmm. degrees, mm-hmm. like it, you're gonna see a difference big time. Um, last year was we were always cooking at seven fifty, seven thirty, even for catering. Catering was like eight thirty. Um, now for the catering we cook at like seven seventy eight hundred, and for the restaurant we cook at like six six thirty. Okay, six forty. So you're not hit. You're not hitting that nine thirty three. No, and yeah. the electric bill has definitely gone down. But there was a there was a three thousand dollar electric bill one month. Though. Yeah, and that's no joke. Mm-hmm. You have two, you have two decks, right? Two yeah. decks. Yeah. I mean that's a lot of that's sucking. It is. That's sucking money. It is. Yeah. But they're great ovens. No, they're can, incredible. You know, a lot of guys are a couple guys in New York um, weeded and then caught caught. Um, Brooklyn Pizza Crew guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Coniglia. Coniglia, uh, yeah. Uh, Nino. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love that um, guy. Yeah, Nino. He is the epitome of Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Pizza Maker. Um, or Jersey, I should say now. Um, they're using bread ovens. And bread ovens get up to 650. Yeah. Um, there's like five or six decks that you get. I think it's a similar cost to a pizza oven. They're breaking bread and pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's doing a shit ton. They're at farmer markets. Him, him and Shay Lynn are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I forget the brand of that oven. I don't know. Do you regret the pizza? The pizza it, master? No, not at all. So no, no, my, yeah. no, I think I would never, I don't think I'll ever cook in anything other than a pizza master. Maybe a Miraforni just mm-hmm. because yeah. Drew, Drew went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Drew. Yeah. But uh, having an electric oven mm-hmm. opposed to, I only cooked on deck ovens. Mm-hmm. It's just having so much more control and be, being able to cook on a higher heat and yeah. have some kind of control of your, your, your deck heat, mm-hmm. you know, even in New York, yeah. New York was all deck oven, gas, old, small. Yeah. You know, they dropped to 475. Yeah. That's really what they're cooking at. And now they're getting better ovens, higher heat. Yeah. 
you know, more leoparding, a little you more get char. You get way more spring. Uh-huh. Yeah, like sourdough loves heat, mm-hmm. and cooking out of a deck oven with sourdough is kind of tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Pizza Master. Mm-hmm. We'll take a sponsorship. Are you yep, sponsored yep. by him? Huh? Are you sponsored by him? No. All right, we'll take no. a sponsorship, both guy, of us. The guys over at um, at Rockbox, they have oh, a you guys, you guy? ambassador yeah. thing, so they help us out with some of them. That's so great. Shout out to Rockbox. All right, Gosney, baby. Uh, let's talk about Gosney real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're using Gosney ovens. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you prefer, uh, prefer them over everything else? They're heavier. They are more expensive than the unis. Um, I just like the pizzas better. The decks are retain more heat. Yeah. Uni's great for a home home cook, but okay. I think uh, and, and you know you can you can use them for parties, but I, I don't know. I just like the way the the deck stays hot. The way they're, it's built, they're heavier. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, I tried. Funny thing is, I was trying to set up uh, like a bake off between like a because people get really into these things like mm-hmm. oh I'm Team Gosney or I'm Team Uni, but I could not find somebody professionally to come bake out of an Uni. But it's probably that's probably why they're maybe they're built heavier and better for pop ups. I mean, the, the, um, unis they are great. Uh, a lot of people love them. I think I think what they have going for them right now is that electric pizza oven. Have you ever tried? Have you ever cooked in the Breville the uh, their pizziolo oven? My buddy Happy Bowl Pizza in New York has like three or four of them. Yeah. And I saw him at a at a brewery indoor in New York, yeah. right? Because you're not really, you yeah. can't be out on the street. And he was slinging away. I mean, the pizzas were looking beautiful out of the Brevels. So. You, it, I can get like Pizza Master level pizzas coming out of that thing. Yeah. And, uh, I just I just bring that up because like that thing's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And like the Uni one came out uh-huh. and everyone's losing their shit. But I was like, yo, this, what is it? This is. This I wonder is- if it has to do with like a UL listing. It could be I like this one's for home. This one's commercial. I think. They're both home. They're both P- home. pizza yeah. ovens. I think the uni one just looks so slick. It's mm-hmm. black. It's nice. And I think the uni marketing team is, I mean, both those Gosney and uni do a hell of a job marketing those products, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They do. They're, those are household names. It's easy. It has to do with pizza. Yeah. So. But I know it sells itself, right? Yeah. You say here, I'm, I'm hopefully I don't fuck your quote up here. You mm-hmm. go say, you say making sourdough is like being in a relationship with someone you love more than they love you. You will never have any control. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that quote? Um, I think, I think sourdough or just pizza making in general um, is uh, it's exactly that. You'll never, it's something that you'll never have control of. You kind of need to let it have control of you. Um, it's going to tell you when it's ready. It's going to tell you when it wants to go. It's going to tell you what it wants to do. Um, you can kind of lead it in that direction, but, um, you know, it, it, every day is different, right? The temperature is changing. The The heat of the mixer is different. The bags of flour are five, 10 degrees different on the daily. So um, temperature is the big thing, but yeah, it, it, it'll control you. Um, much like a bad relationship. <laughs> yes. No, I, I loved the quote. Mm-hmm. So, so in staying in control of that relationship, how, mm-hmm. like, how, how tedious or like uh, meticulous are you about time and temperature? Like with your sourdough starter, are you, do you do anything to keep your flour at a certain degrees? Do you, do you fridge your sourdough starter? Like, what are we talking here? How crazy are you getting? Um, we, 
go to the length uh, even of not even doing a room temp starter. We even ferment our starter overnight. So we pull out the starter from a cold refrigerator and we feed it the hot water um, to get it tepid. And then we feed it flour, mix it. We'll let it sit out for two hours and then we put it in the refrigerator because we want that starter going into our dough cold mm -hmm. we don't okay. want it being like 70 83 degrees i think is yeah. the exact temperature when a starter's ready so we don't want it going in warm and heating up the dough so we're keeping it cool the whole process our kitchen is actually the coldest room in the entire building our kitchen is at a continuous 73 degrees year nice. round in the winter it might drop a little colder um, in the summer it stays very cold in there we have a massive 14 foot walk-in uh, back there that we stow, store the dough, dough, dough in. So we mix, so we pull the starter out, we mix, uh, we bulk that overnight, then we ball, uh, then we let those sit out for a couple hours and those will sit in the fridge for another like three to four days. How long do you let them sit at room temperature as balls? I start freaking out if they're at three days. Like I start calling everybody, I start telling them that this isn't cool, that you know, that, uh, that never to let it get like that ever again. Otherwise I'm going to find someone that will, I mean, yeah. it's a big deal. Like yeah. you want to hit, if you're my dough maker here, you want to hit a minimum of four days. Otherwise you're going to experience the wrath a little bit. Okay. Um, but we try to push for, we try to push for five. The plan is five. Sometimes it's six. Yeah. Um, that well, at what, because we personally, we do sour, I do, I work with sourdough too. And yeah. I feel like after three days, uh -huh. you, you kind of get a, a diminishing return on like, it starts kind of turning back into a uh, starter. Like yeah. my dough starts deteriorating yes. a little bit and yeah. it, it, it's, it gets in a good way. Right? Yeah. In a yeah. great way. Yeah. But there's a lot of, and there's a lot of flavor like that mm -hmm. lactic. Uh, acid fermentation is mm -hmm. like really working its magic, but it becomes very hard to work with, mm -hmm. you know? So I can't imagine like if you're doing five day sourdough ferment, you know, we use King Arthur. Okay. Um, that was his, was gonna be next question. King Arthur, yeah. right? Bread flour. And then we also use the Edison T200 triple sifted, which it, it has like the highest level of autolase and prolease okay. enzymes in any flour, which is great for pizza. And then we're currently, we change our whole grains a lot, but currently we're using 10% of the espresso trailblazer or the, the espresso from Karen Springs. Springs. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think the big thing is cold, right? Like yeah. when we're balling, when we're balling it the next day, it's like medium fermentation. It's not like crazy. It hasn't like proofed up that much. We're balling it. We're putting it in the fridge. Like we're, we're, it definitely becomes more delicate over time, but three day you bite it. It's just white flour, the whole grains, everything we put in there, it doesn't matter. Like it just looks like white flour. Yeah. But once you hit that fourth day and that fifth day, all of a sudden the dough becomes like golden and the flavors start getting, coming out a lot more. You're I getting mean, the I magic. I look for the color too. Yeah. Not only the, not only the flavor and the fermentation, but I look for that color of like white to like golden kind of characteristics in the dough. What do you what do you feed the sourdough starter? We feed the sourdough starter the same flours that we use do, to make you, the dough. So do you do you feed it one flour or are you feeding the, your your starter multiple flours? We feed it multiple okay. flours. We used to do different flour for our starter. We used to do ABC Craft Plus because uh -huh. it was malted. 
there's a little too much like fermentation and like browning in the oven. So we toned back from that, but yeah, just King Arthur, Edison, some of the whole grains. Are you using five different flowers? Three. Three? Okay. Three, we used to have five. That was like, I, th I watched that video on your, yeah. and I was like, fuck this. You we know, had Caputo. Jason's crazy. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had Caputo. Um, we, we still have bags of flowers around there that we fuck around with. Do you use Caputo in. still? No. 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 I mean, it's amazing, but I'm, I'm, I'm a. American man. I'm American man. Yeah. Now, you know, it's like, no, this is, you know, Cal the tomatoes too. What's the thing with all the California guys buy the tomatoes from Italy, but all the guys in New York buy the, the tomatoes from California, you know? Yeah. It just, it, it humbles you a little bit. You're like, I was kind of anti-Stanless Loss. I was like. Why? I, in the beginning, I yeah. was like, oh no, Carmelina. And yeah. I love Bianco de Napoli too, but like now it's like three that we use three different cans of yeah. Stanless Loss now. I love it. It's consistent and mm -hmm. it is that company knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Super, super good people. Yeah. Do you, what kind of olive oil do you use? Uh, we'll use the Corto California Olive Ranch okay. or the fancy can, so like Sicilian can. I forget what it's called. It starts with a P. Okay, so you're using multiples. Mm -hmm. That's very beautiful. Where did you get mm. your sourdough starter from? My mom made yes. a starter. Um, my mom used to make that Amish friendship bread when I was a kid. Um, cause she's Canadian. So hell yeah. Yeah. They're, my they're, mom's Canadian too. Is she? Yeah. They're, they're really nice people, but they're not that cool, but they're, they're really nice. Yeah. Mom, they're hard workers. Mom, you're not that cool, <laughs> right. but you're really nice. <laughs> and you're a hard worker. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, my mom, so my mom actually passed away from Alzheimer's like, uh, 10 years ago. Um, and she had she had always maintained a sourdough starter, kept some in her freezer. So I, when I found out she had Alzheimer's, I got access to it and kept feeding it to kind of keep it alive. Well, wow, that's, that's pretty rad. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. first time I haven't cried telling the story. I'm getting better at not crying when I say it, but yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, was, was your mom a bread baker? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. She was. So did you grow up eating fresh bread? She would make bread and soup. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, my mom just got Wonder Bread. Right? From Alpha Beta? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Bread, Mom? <laughs> hey, Mom. Yeah. I, you fucked my childhood up. Right. Do you have uh, any tips on marketing? On marketing? Yes. Um, marketing. I mean, we, we were off camera, we were talking about... Yeah. You know, yeah. if you could give me some of that action. Um, I mean, scale slow, uh, scale up with marketing. Once you stop marketing, then your sales will kind of become stagnant. Uh, with the catering aspect, um, Google is definitely a way to go. Um, start with a little bit and then increase what you can handle and keep increasing that budget. You know, keep pushing that budget. Um uh, you'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll bring in more traffic. You'll get more sales, uh, on the restaurant side, every kind of marketing that we can, uh, we donated money to LBCC college. Um, there was a big sumo event going on here in town, local restaurants, nonprofits were always doing, uh, different donations around town. And then obviously with DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats, I'm learning how you need to pay to play. Yeah. Um, 
to, you know, bring in more sales. Uh, they'll tease you a little bit with the algorithm and then they might kind of fade you back so that you have to pay, get you hooked kind of thing. So there's that, there's Yelp. I finally started paying for Yelp. I don't do any Google for the business here, but we, yeah, we, you have to do a lot, yeah. especially with catering. You have to do marketing for catering. Does, is there, is there a different Yelp page for the catering or is it all just, it's all one okay. now. All right. It's all one. There should be. That's a good idea, actually. Um, do you run your own Instagram? No. No, I did during the van days, um, but I did hire uh, the Islet Agency. Is Islet Agency? Islet Agency. It, okay. My, and, my girls and right what, now. What the, has that been working out for you? Do you like not having to deal with that? It, 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 yeah, yeah. It's been great. I mean, I think the biggest thing that you get from social media uh companies that they're also taking over your calendar. They're giving you structure. They're letting you know when it's national pizza day or cheese pizza day They're When there's something to promote. When there's something to promote. So it makes you a lot more proactive in booking and scheduling these things yeah. within the shop, these promotions. They do text message campaigns for us. They do email marketing campaigns for us. So they're well. doing a lot more than just like posting on your Instagram. Yeah, 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 they are. We have a like a secret text member. I saw the text club, club on your your mm -hmm, website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seemed pretty cool. Yeah, people uh, just I sign up when they get they're getting deals. Last week we gave away free ice cream from twelve to four on Saturday and Sunday. We had our chamomile apricot and our Strauss Family Farms vanilla. On are tap. you making your own ice cream? We buy the Strauss Family Farms vanilla. Okay, um, because it's the best. Yeah. Um, better than making our own too. We've tried, um, and then we make our own Italian ice type situation. So I guess it's granita sorbet, Italian mm -hmm. ice may call it, but, um, we'll do uh, Sicilian almond ice. We'll do, uh, honeydew. We'll do apricot. Uh, I think this week we're going to do like peaches. My chef has chamomile flowers. So we make syrup and put Damn. them in with the stone fruits. Um, I'm sure we'll do a chocolate ice or a peanut butter ice eventually with like no fruit, you know, but yeah, it's fun. It sounds amazing. Yeah. How hard is that thing to clean out? It's a bitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a bitch. Uh, I'm looking at his ice cream machine, right? That's what that is. A soft mm -hmm. serve machine. Yeah. Pay like 300 a month. It's a lease. And I know I, 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 the sales aren't crazy, but I give, I give ice cream to every single person that walks in the door, like a little sample. It's like a nice thing to do. Yeah. Exactly. I do, I, I, it's like a thing that you'd remember. There's yeah. this uh, Korean barbecue spot in, in Westminster. I forget what it's called, but we always used to go there because at the end, when you're leaving, there's a soft serve machine with a little sample cup and you get what you can handle and, you know, which is usually two. And yeah. You walk out. And so it's, it's a nice touch to no, give it's really cool. more service. I'm sure it'll be busy during the summer. For sure. Yeah. When did you open the the brick and mortar? April. April last, of 22. Yeah. Okay. So you've already had one full summer here. Mm -hmm. But like we said, it, it slows down a bit. And that's because the kids leave? Yeah. Kids get out of school, cross the street. And everyone's going out of town. I'm going out of town. July. When's the Vegas trip? November. Okay. You, Let me know if you need help. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I'll, I, I, I can, I do. I'll, I can cut some pizzas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I can also party in Vegas. Right. So any advice you can give on hiring or retaining awesome employees? 
Oh God. Um, I'm asking all the hard hitting questions. We want all yeah, the Jason knowledge. Um, it's hard, right? There's not a there's not a lot of talent out there these days. At least here in Long Beach, like we get some pizza makers, but nobody that's like a pro. And if they are a pro, then they have too much experience and too much attitude. Yeah. And so lately, these days, um, my dough maker Felipe, he's from Brazil. Um, we were his first job here in America. He's a pilot. Um, sorry, we're closed. Yeah. Um, he was a pilot in Brazil, and but he loves pizza, and he just wants to make pizza now. So he's back there right now making dough. I just hired another guy recently named Josh. No pizza experience whatsoever. We brought him in to start topping and learning dough. I, I kind of, I think I'm starting to go in the direction where well, if I'm not going to find the talent, then I need to find the person. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm not going to find the, the person with all the pizza experience, I'm going to find the person with the good attitude, the person that's organic, yeah. the person that feels like they fit within our team and we'll get along with people. At this point, you know, maybe pizza experience isn't what we're looking for. Yeah. So it's just more of, will they fit within our, our family? You yeah. Know? So... Do you have on-call employees for the catering? Mm -hmm. Is that how you run that? Yeah. And then you have like shop employees that are on a schedule mm -hmm. for every week? Yes. I used to have a catering chef that he was in charge of the catering. And now um, catering makes good money. The yeah. tips are amazing when the guys are going out. So what we're trying to do now is hire more within the shop and then send out people within the shop to go out on these events. And I think that it's good for them. It's good for the morale. They're making money. They're getting out of the shop. They're going somewhere fun for the day. I yeah. Mean, we might be landing the teenage mutant turtles movie premiere, which would be really cool. That'd Hopefully I probably not. Now that I said this, I just cursed myself, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, there might be something fun that, you know, they're going out on. Yeah. You know? Well, I think that, <clears throat> Like having that that other thing is exciting too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like it catering is. events are fun. Yeah. When they're done correctly, it sounds like you've kind of cracked the code there. Is there anything in Long Beach like this? I mean, like the pizzas, would you call your pizzas Neapolitan? No. I, they're, I, they're beautiful pizzas. You make great. Yeah, you, you're doing, I haven't had it, but I, you can look at a picture and know that those yeah, fucking yeah. slap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what would you call it? And, and is there anyone else in this area doing what you're doing? I would, I'm starting to call it Neo New York mm -hmm. because I am going for more crisp. Um, I, I, it's kind of new. You yeah. Know? I think that 650 degree, not wood burning, not, you know, deck oven kind of higher heat. I think it's, it's new. I think it's, I don't want to say sourdough, but. I, I, I think it's more of a neo, neo New York though. Yeah. We, we teeter on the line, like high heat Neapolitan with like the sturdiness of a New York, I guess yeah. you could say. Okay. New York with a, with a fat lip. Oh, I like you that. Know? Yeah. You know, it's got a, it's got a puffy lip. It's got a fat lip, you know. Do you, uh, do you, do you eat any other pizza in Long Beach? Outside of your own? I mean, like when you're at a pizzeria, people ask me this all the time. I'm like, I eat so much pizza. I'll eat some tacos. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. yeah give me a fucking burrito, yeah, please, I'm not, dude. I'm not At this point in my career, I'm not going out 
to get a pizza, right? Yeah. Um, I just think that Long Beach ha like has some great pizza it does. these days. It does. You know, yeah. like the, it's got like it, it's got little, its own renaissance itself. Little Coyote. Everyone does like a different style, right? So you have Little Coyote. Um, Colossus Bread is doing their. They're a bakery, but they're doing their pizza nights on Friday. The Lodge Baking. They're sourdough, by yeah. the way. Lodge Baking Company. Not Lodge. I'm sorry. Um, Long Beach Beer Lab uh -huh. is doing a sourdough pizza. They have like a night a week. Um, there are so many. There's, you know, in, in Bixby, um, you have Rance's. There's a lot of, it's a pizza town. Yeah. It's a pizza town. It's a baker's town, I'm noticing. You have a few sourdough pizza spots, but it's also a huge town. So we better have some, some good shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're big. Yeah. So... It's just crazy when you're next door neighbor is LA, which is fucking way too big. We are, but we are LA. That's the thing. I know, I know. It's just crazy because it's like it's, you look at a map of fucking, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. I mean, Long Beach seems big enough that it should be its own thing. It, yeah, it is. I think it's like the biggest town or city. Yeah. In, in, uh, but it's like, I guess it's like Pasadena, you know. It's yeah. not LA. It's Pasadena. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what has been the hardest part of being in a, a business or entrepreneur, business owner slash entrepreneur? Mm. Being stuck in the grind, not thinking that you're gonna go anywhere, not like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, uh, losing money at Comic-Con, losing like 10 grand at Comic-Con because they opened up another food truck spot down the block that they didn't have 10 years prior. Um, just shit like that, you know, I mean, there. I don't know why I'm still here. I don't know how I made it this far, but there's definitely been some serendipitous like moments where, you know, there's minus 700 in the bank account for the business and the personal. And the next day uh, we land a $20,000 catering and they happen to leave a deposit within two days. And so I don't know why I'm still here. Just, um, you know, you just have to not give up. I think the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, learning, when it's busy, when it's slow, adjusting to that, going to the next year, knowing, oh, I know it's gonna be slow in July. I'm not gonna freak out anymore that my business is failing or falling apart, right? It's like all those years that yeah. you have to like learn that. So um, I think that's the hardest part, you know? But Is like finding the Zen in the chaos. Finding the Zen, but you have, you have to grow it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, don't get complacent, keep pushing, you know, um, take on more. I, you know, I released a lot of responsibilities when I opened over here and I took a step back and I had 18 staff. Now we're down to 11, which is great. Actually, you know how it goes opening yeah. up, opening up a spot. Uh, they say it takes a year to find, like, to really get your crew kind of start to dial in. Mm -hmm. Um, so just that whole process too, you know, um, I'm, I'm starting to take back tasks now when people are leaving, like, no, I'll do that. I'll do that. And, you know, trying to be in the shop more, trying to work more, mm -hmm. you know, trying to stay busy. So do you want more than one of these brick and mortars? I do. Uh, I kind of want to do a bagel shop next, uh, but I want to make pizza at night in the bagel shop. I want to bring out one of those guys from Quebec to build a Montreal style oven and, boil and you know have breakfast and lunch beer and wine even yeah some amazing sandwiches bring in some rc provisions pastrami and like really do it right yeah um but then at night 
you know, we use the coals left over from the bagels to put pizza at night. We have sesame seeds. You're telling a story. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? that's beautiful. Yeah. And I everyone wish loves I that could stuff. tell you the name right now, but it's amazing. Um, or it could be like a little, hey, $50,000, $70,000 build out small, speak cheesy, don't have to buy another mixer. Yeah. You know, don't have to, uh, you know, so, so maybe it's like scaling kind of what we have. But yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. I, Two, three years, one year, year and a half. I don't know. How big is that fucking mixer back there? It does a couple hundred dough balls at a time. I okay. Think. Yeah. I feel I, 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 you feel like I could have got in it and like, take it. a little you nap can, in there and be yeah, comfortable. You could get in it. Yeah, that's a big boy. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had a mixer that big. I used to have a little Yeah, time, just yeah. doing like five of those. I took it to Coachella with my tiny 25-quart mixer to Coachella. Horrible. Did you only do Coachella once? Four years. Okay. Four years in a row? Four worst years of experiences <laughs> of my life. <laughs> the you, hardest. They put you in a tent life. on the grounds. Yeah, my so my first year year that I had a tent and we baked in the middle of the night shells and then we would finish and then finally we got to stretching. Um, and then by like our fourth year there, we had two ovens, a team of twenty four. Um, we we're hand stretching everything and we do like twenty four, twenty five thousand in sales a day. Man, over there. that's fucking. How before much? they took like forty-seven percent. This was back when they took like thirty-seven percent. How much? How much were you selling the pizzas for? They were only like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh my bucks. god! Yeah. Back then, that was yeah, because they're they yeah. they're selling like pizzas for like forty or eighty bucks now. Yeah, uh, that's fucking nuts. Uh, they asked you to do Coachella next year. Would you do it? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not just two weeks that you lose months of planning. Yeah. So I'd rather just focus somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. If they reach out to me, I might do Coachella again. Okay. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep, the, keep the door open. Keep yeah, the door keep open. The door open. Yeah. <laughs> of course I no, would do I might, it. I, I, I might. I might. Okay. And then what do you think? I'm going to ask you to, a two-parter. What do you think is a good estimate for like creating a, a good catering business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what is a good estimate for opening up a brick and mortar in, your, in a, your opinion? For starting yeah. a catering, um, I would say if you're not buying a $24,000 wood burning oven, maybe you'd be okay with like 25, 30,000, but that's out of your garage. That, you know, that's maybe less, maybe a lot less now. I mean, you might only need like 15, 20 to start out of your garage. But yeah. You're going to have to legitimize and, you know, you're going to have to expand. So, um, but if you want to do it right, like 50, you know, if you want to website marketing, you know, putting money in marketing right away, working capital, everything, doing it the right way. Um, but I think you can do it. Yeah. And then for a restaurant, 350 is kind of pretty aggressive. It's very safe. Uh, I would say, you know, 200, 225 is kind of 180, 175 is kind of the minimum. Just know what you're getting yourself into. Every location is different. hundred percent. To find this place, did you use a broker or? No, I used to ride up and down Termino for many years. Um, I lived on Termino, so I would ride my bike down to the beach. I would jump in the pool ride back um, for many years. I kept looking at this spot saying, one day I want to open a pizza shop there. So I was I was 
like had a little money during the pandemic. I'm like, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to offer her 50,000 and see if she will sell me the business. So I walked in as I was grabbing that front door right there. Um, she stopped me, grabbed the door, held it shut. And she told me that she was done, that the business was closed and to contact the landlord. So a number went on the door the next day. I called the landlord. Everyone was trying to get this spot and I ended, I ended up getting it. It was pretty certain. Just another, luck of a Another certain, yeah, yeah. Meant to be though, right? Yeah, yeah, because of course. Because I kind of dreamt of having it for so many years. Yeah. So it's just amazing that it actually happened that way. You mentioned that you work, have you always worked with your wife? Yeah, our, since the beginning, since she the beginning. used to make pasta at Brick Pizzeria like 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, she used to run the pasta program over there and I trained her how to make all the, you know, orchiette, guitarra, ravioli, everything, yeah. all the pastas by hand. And then, uh, we were married when she was working with me over there. Um, but yeah, she's always worked in the kitchen. Do you guys share certain responsibilities or um, when it comes to the business? Merly is, um... I'm more the businessy type one, uh, good with computers and good like doing yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Um, she just wants to help. Um, she just wants to stay busy. She's a beast. Yeah. Uh, she comes in here and I can't get her to come home sometimes. Like, honey, you were supposed to be out of there like two hours ago. Just, <laughs> I'm, not coming home, up, I'm not coming home tonight. Get me away from these kids. I got to go to the <laughs> store and buy some socks, you know? So, but no, it's been a blessing to have my wife yeah. included in this. She's, she's, uh, she's a beast. That's awesome. Mm. It's a family affair. Yeah. And you my have, kids are yeah, I was going to say, you have two kids, right? Yeah. How, what are their ages? Time. So uh, Micah's 10. Zoe is six. Um, they go to school at Fremont. Yeah. And, old um, enough to wash dishes now. They are. Uh, I, you can put them on payroll, I guess. Oh, if legally, it, if you own them, you could. Yeah, you can put. Yeah, yeah nice. you can put your kids on payroll, and you're not breaking any laws. So, Micah will actually, on like days that we're partaking for catering, it's summertime now, he'll actually come in here for a couple hours a week and help dust my paddles with flour or help remove the dough from the tray or that's great he slides the pizzas onto the deck now wow so i i can barely do that I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible yeah yeah that's very cool keep it going yeah uh is there a failure in your career that you can share that taught you something or helped you grow Ooh, a failure in my career my failure would be myself the only failure would be myself um uh, gosh, I feel like I'm a failure at times. I feel like things move in slow motion when they need to move faster. And I, I, uh, I, maybe cause I'm, they're gone. Um, oh, and how, now that phone back there is going to ring. It's morning guys. We're not even open. It's not even lunchtime People yet. This just, isn't a breakfast they're joint. They're knocking down the door, dude. Yeah, why you? Why do you need to call the pizza shop anyway? Why do we put the phone number? I wish up? I could, I should wish I just, could get rid of the phone, dude. Yeah, maybe text only if you're lucky. Like, do you you have a phone? We have a phone, but and for some reason people keep using it. But they're asking dumb <sighs> questions like, "Where are you guys located?" It's the phone people. You're calling me from a fucking iPhone. Yeah. Why don't you Google it? It's the phone people. The people that call the. Sh pizza shops to order pizza still they're a different kind of breed yeah well 
We got to get rid of them. It's a special kind of person. We got to put them we gotta, somewhere. We got yeah. to put that to rest. Yeah, we do. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You're telling me how much of a failure you are. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, maybe I could have done things better. Maybe I could have grew it faster. I mean, um, you know, the, those are those are more my my failures. You know, um, I there's been times I've been able to step back and take a break and spend a lot of time with my family. Um, now is not one of those times. I'm kind of back into it. So for myself, maybe being in, you know, putting myself in the trenches more. Um, just being even more involved, getting more involved. I think that's kind of uh, not where I feel in the past, but where I feel like I could have done better in certain situations, you know? Yeah. I've definitely put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but it only moves at the rate that I wanted it to. And it, it did take me like 11, 12 years to open a restaurant. So it's a very long, slow, you know, could have maybe done it a little bit faster, basically. Yeah. You know well, I mean? I mean, but I guess in hindsight, you could be better off for, for waiting. Yeah, that's You know true. what I mean? Yeah. Like you have this catering thing that just equals out those bad days and mm -hmm. good days. And mm -hmm. it's like we talked about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, after this, I'm going, I'm going home, start working on my catering business. Dude. Yeah, you should. You know what I'm saying? You like should. I'm fucking up. Yeah. Uh, you play guitar. Mm -hmm. Do you find any parallels in, 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 in that creativity and in food? A repetition. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the perfectionism of like playing something. I mean, when you hear a riff, sometimes someone's played that riff like, you know, a hundred or 200 times to get it to sound that way. It's just that one riff, right? Like you, like, but when you're hearing it, you need to know that that person feels it, you know? Yeah. It's just the way they, their fingers touch the string or the, the volume or how, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's very similar. Yeah. All right. This is the, uh, the oh, most important the, question. Oh, this, this is, is the, the finale. Question of the day. No. <laughs> this, is gonna, no. this is we're going to throw him. For, <laughs> no, no, no. Man. Okay. All right. What is the greatest band or musician of all time? I, I mean, I should just say Sublime because I'm in Long Beach, but I'm not going to do that. LBC, baby. Yeah, I know, right? Bradley Knoll was a beast, dude. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty huge into, uh, they're not like on my daily, but like Led Zeppelin, Queen, um, I just, uh, I'm a huge, um, huge Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. Uh, I did his 50th birthday. Oh party. man, nice. Is Dave Grohl? Mm -hmm. I did his 50th birthday party and just kind of fell in love with uh, with him. Uh, his his work ethic is pretty insane. Uh, the way he is with his kids, he does not sign an autograph or take photos when his kids are around. It's all about his kids, and you know, such a great. I, I think he's probably one of the greatest musicians. You know, David Grohl. Yeah, I mean, he's walking. He can do, he's, he can do everything. Yeah. But, you know, Queen, Led Zeppelin. Those guys are all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned John Mayer. Oh, would you yes. put, Would you put him up there? Mm, no. As, as a guitar player? As a, he's a, no, no. He's, yeah, he's an amazing guitar player. But um, 
Uh, there, there's like this kid from Poland that does a lot of like slap, slap and drumming on the guitar while he's playing. That I, I think it just is probably one of the you know better guitar players in the entire world. But yeah. once again, would I turn it on when I'm riding around in my car? No. It's different, you know? Yeah. Pizza's similar, you know? Like, I would love to put, like, that burnt kale ash on the pizza with the sous vide egg yolk on each slice with the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, with the foraged this or that from, you know, lavender from the back alley with the homeless guy, you know, pissing in it. You know, the, yeah, the but, local terroir, whatever, of the LBC. But no one but gives a shit. Everyone wants a pepperoni they pizza. They don't really give a shit. Yeah, they, they want, want Dave Grohl just fucking exactly. slamming those drums. Exactly. I don't know they if you guys can cheese. hear Teen Spirit in the background. They want pepperoni. Well, they want tomato. They want basil. They want, you know, I mean, um, if you ask me what my favorite pizza is, I honestly, i starting to go back to simplicity now. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, I said that was the last question, but. What do you think about pineapple on pizza? Pineapple on pizza. If if pineapple mani- is manipulated the right way, it can be good. Okay. Can pineapple on pizza horrible? But uh, yeah, I say anything on pizza at this point. Hell yeah. So. All right, let's end it there. Anything on pizza at this point? Where do we go to get in touch? If you want to get touched. If you want to get touched, <laughs> we go to. Uh, uh, go to speakcheesywithaz.com uh, or speak underscore cheesy with a Z and on our Instagram if you uh, that's it we're here in the LBC qualified to represent hell yeah Belmont Heights live in La Vida Loca <laughs> you know let's bring it dude let's go that was great dude thank you for your time yeah thanks appreciate Chris. it I don't know.